0: What's up and welcome to the first shot podcast. It's your boy <laughs> Chase Pammy, Gold Rush Wrestling Academy, and Ian Silverback Butler.
1: Yeah,
0: this week's podcast is being brought to you by none other than Bet Online. Golden Knight playing tonight off to a 3-0 start. See if they can uh, get to 4-0 against the Calgary Flames. My Dallas Cowboys, you know, they played the Philadelphia Eagles. I I I thought they had a good chance. You know, I, I wasn't too uh beat up about it. Obviously you'd like that win, but I think it made it easier. I was flying home during the game, so I didn't have to see everything going on. But uh great weekend overall for sports. So
1: bet online, Ian. Tell us about them. <laughs> I love it, man. I love the energy. All right. Bet online with all your greatest sports: NFL, NHL, and even the NBA. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today. Make sure your first Betty sports. use promo code Believe fifty to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus. <laughs> oh, and I also have one too. Like, hey, a lot of people can fight in MMA. A lot of people can wrestle but not a lot of people can take the first shot. Ooh. You didn't tell me about that before we jumped on. I didn't tell you about that, did I? <laughs> no. <laughs> I
0: think you know what Western Mindset says about the statistic of uh, people who score first? How many, per- what the percentage of those who win that score first? Did that sound right? Well, if you score first in a match, there's an 83%, 83% of the time, those who score first win the match. And, uh, nice segue going into super 32. I got back on Sunday night, um, took one of my athletes out there and, and, you know, one of the things that that's interesting, not interesting, but I mean, it's known, but at, at, at the higher levels, right, you start climbing levels in this sport. It's, um, the holes in your game to be able to wrestle that tournament. That tournament is a monster, right? You have holes in your game. That's You're going to get exposed and, and, and uh and, and and it's good to see, right? But, um, you know, the wrestlers that it, it is consistent. The wrestlers that score first in matches, they're the ones that are they're often winning those matches. that are coming out on top. Um, and it's 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 hard sometimes to get to get kids to commit to that, right? Or heck, you you know, you understand, like there's your high level athlete. We're both high level athletes, and, and trying to come out there, overcome the nerves. What happens if I get down? What happens if I get scored on? You know those kind of things. Like, hey, like, you know, you got to be comfortable wrestling from behind, but also knowing that you can go out and, and score. So, um, but great weekend at Super Thirty Two. I know I was out there. Um, lots of lots lots of things to pull away from that. Um, I was texting with some some coaches from different clubs around the country yesterday, and just trying to pick their brains on what's 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 winning at the high level. You know, what did they see? What what are they seeing in their perspective? Um but you were back here at in Vegas at Super or excuse me at, at uh freak show. Right. What happened there? <laughs> hey our 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 teams man, they're like they're like they're like uh they're like brothers <laughs> from brothers and sisters from, from other I know. states. They are. That, was, they that are. was really cool. You told me they about are. that yesterday.
1: Hey but, but but if anybody saw the Jesse Carhana interview, just to let you know. Jesse won Super Thirty Two at the middle school division. Bro, real deal, real deal. <laughs> won Super Thirty Two, dude. So that's a, that's a big deal. Um, if you hear rumbling, that's cough drops because uh, I had a rough weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had sixty kids compete in freak show for the
0: first time. You had more kids than I did
1: for the first time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, next year, if the is not on Super Thirty Two weekend, we're we're uh, we're bringing the house, bro. We're have
1: <laughs> eighty kids. Eighty kids. I'm home. a. You know, I'm gonna try to match, dude. We have a big club, so we. Man, the same thing that happened last year wasn't as bad. Last year we were top five, um, and then we dropped. This year we were actually number one. <laughs> We were sitting at number one and number two. One and two was going back and forth. You know, at the end of the third day, we sat at number three. And then uh couldn't bring it home. But it's okay. It's all right. We had some, dude, it was the largest freak show in history. I think it was over 5,000 kids. Like, it you. was.
0: Dude, they did such a, you know, at first I was, I was a little weary of, Hey, this is on the same weekend as super 32. What are you doing? All that kind of stuff. But really, if you think about it, who are the kids that are going to super 32. The most of them are the, are the upper echelon, right? The, the upper, whatever, 5% of the country, you know, that tournament, that's the only other big tournament that weekend and they're drawn. They're drawn that, that other 95% or so. I don't know the exact statistics. I'm just kind of, going off a eyeball test, but I mean, they, they, they drew kids from all over and I had coaches and teams here, at gold rush from different States that it was, it was, it was interesting to see. Right. So, um, overall, man, that, that, that was, a uh, that was, I mean, I was following from a distance. I was, I was kind of trying to stay focused on what I was doing there, but
1: dude, massive tournament. Dude, it was massive, dude. I had so much fun. Our kids were, uh, especially like, Listen, like, do we have things to work on? Yes, right? We always come away, coming from these tournaments, do we have something to work on? Yes. Um, Do we get kids that play? The answer is yes, right? Um, Is it more than I want to? Yes. When we're in a hunt to win the largest pre-show in history, the answer is yes. And a lot of people are not even close to even doing that. So I'm still happy with it, man. Like, you know, and we're just going to make adjustments. And then, dude, me and you are always on that same schedule, when we travel and travel, we love to each other and we're just like, bro, we're so beat up. Like, you know, like, um, so like I went Alaska world challenge freak show and now we got to have quick memory and fisties adjustments because we got to go to preseason national in Iowa.
0: Yeah. You're going to a, you're going to a, a beast in that one, you know? So we are not doing preseason this year. I think I have one or two athletes going out to the recruiting showcase Yep. Um, uh, but, but we opted to, we got a few kids going to Utah next week. Um, but you know, I spent a lot of time with these high school kids in the off season and I just opted to be with my family that weekend. And, and, you know, one of the things for our gym dude, and, and this was cool talking to you yesterday, just catching up on the weekend is right. We didn't win the tournament. I don't, you know, I, I followed kind of where we finished and, and, and things like that a little bit. And, and I think you know, there there's a lot of kids we have missing and this and that. But at the end of the day, like the, the things that were most important to me was was just the camaraderie of my team and, and my coaches and, and parents and athletes. And look, like, we got 50 some odd kids and, and coaches running everywhere. And and I think we only our goal is to never miss a match at a tournament. I think we had three matches that we missed and and, and um you know that that that's on us. We'll own that and we'll get better moving forward. But I, I would say just the 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 camaraderie the um just the closeness in which our team and our parents and everybody stepped up and played their part you know it was we had parents doing social media uh you know parents jumping in kids corners um everyone communicating letting know where kids are going and 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 things like that and so that 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 really was the win for me and to be able to leave my assistant coaches um, with, uh, with, with, uh, um, our, all those kids and parents and handle it. Like it was, it was, it was really encouraging. And then what you told me is just the camaraderie between Gold Rush and Silverback, man, the, the, the kids, I know they're listening to this podcast and they, your kids kind of know me loosely. I've been there, but, um, vice versa, like my kids haven't really got to meet you all of them, you know? So Um, which we got to get you down to Vegas sooner than later. We keep talking about it.
1: Um, but dude, how cool was that? Yeah, dude, we had a, um, we have a cool little setup, dude. So we have, we always have tents and we always have snacks and food for the kids. Right. Like it's, it's hard to like travel. Like I don't ever, (laughs) I was always that broke kid, like traveling and trying to like, I'll just get something from the dollar menu. Right or something like that. So we always have, like, food and snacks for the kids, right? I never want a kid to go hungry and stuff like that. So we have a big tent. We have a thing set up. And um, we had all our kids over there. And some of the Gold Rush kids and families came over to our tent and just posted there. And just, it was just cool. And just like, if you guys need anything, let us know, right? And stuff like that. And then Gold Rush kids just tapped me, like, what's up, you? And I'm like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, you know, and, not only that, even in the past, I cornered some of them. Like, even if they need coaches and stuff like that. So they know, like, like Aiden also says, always says hi to me. I've been in his corner a couple of times. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, man. Yeah. The crumbies, it's good, man. They just kept on saying hi to each other. It was good. So, you
0: know, you know, we've been talking about this. Like, I, I'm going to, we got to, I got to get our little tent set up. Um, but soon, man, soon we'll set up our first shot podcast tent. <laughs> at these with our with our uh, our film gear, yeah, we talked about doing these right off the mat, right? So it's coming soon. Yeah. The first shot podcast tent. Be looking for those, and and you know these are these are live match interviews right after uh, you know right after matches, right after tournaments. We'll get kids in there and 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 get them, uh, you know, hand uh feelings and thoughts right after tournaments.
1: So like I. I I don't know how. I told my kid Gavin. Gavin just got rent, right? He's now training at DC up north. Um, there's there's this thing. You know this thing that's coming out with these clubs? Like, kind of like, um, it's not club duels, but it's Izzy, it's DC. Well,
0: it's PNL. PNL yeah. League,
1: right? PL right? Well, yes. PNL, right? Yeah. I was PNL. talking about that. So I think DC. He needed, like, a, uh, a small guy, so Gavin went up there, right? <clears throat> just to get a- him. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Gavin, like, I'm going to interview you. Like, you just broke the rankings and everything. Bro. free Show was such hectic. There ain't no way I was fighting him. There's no way he was getting an interview. It was hectic, bro. Like, it, it's, uh... And you know how Freak Show is with... There's two arenas. and You have to run back and forth, and it, it's crazy, dude. And the doors of people that try to enter and you got to run is ridiculous, bro. And then people are not allowed to go in and out one door, doors just like go this way. And then people are slow and you're trying to get matches. You're trying to run through your mat, your mat to the kid. And it's, it's hectic, dude. It's extremely hectic. But Gavin, we'll get you on here though. He won it. He won his division. He made it to the finals last year. at Super 32 in the middle school division. He's a solid kid. Fargo. He, he went to Fargo as well. So we'll get him on. So, brother, I've been thinking about this throughout the
0: weekend, right? And and, and, and wrestling is is an art, but it's a science, right? And <laughs> so talking about coaching and, and walking away from the weekend and, and, and some weekends are, are, I look at it from an artistic standpoint. You're putting your best self out there. This is a, a clean canvas. You get to go out there and, and show the best version of yourself um you get the, the, the there's a bit of a artistic piece to it you get to show off and then and then there's times where more I'm, I'm going out and I'm looking I'm looking at it from as a scientist and and uh you know what what's working what's not what's the data showing you know and going to tournaments and and trying to remove some of the emotion cuz you, you being a competitor there there there's a there's a very real emotional side to it that's hard to handle but then also stepping back and looking at, um, taking, taking, taking it really as, as a little bit of a scientific experiment. You go to tournaments, you just, you get information. You know, I'm, I'm always, uh, I like to watch poker. I don't really play it. Cause I don't like to lose money, but for some reason I, I do enjoy watching it, but there's certain things that, that, that people do right to get information. And and I know for us walking away from super 32 and the information, even though, Hey, we want to win. And, and I'm telling you, we we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, um, in, 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 in time to come, but the information that I was able to walk away with and, and be able to tailor my practices, my training, our training at gold rush, our training for athletes, um, is, is, is super valuable. So I did, I'd love to hear your perspective on being like an artist as a coach, yeah. a, a, an artist and a scientist as a coach, but also an artist in science as a, and as an athlete as well, you're still
1: fighting. Yeah, I know. Like I always, uh, I think everybody's always scared to, like, look at film of their losses. That's the most important thing you got to do, right? I still look at my wins, too, and break it down to what I need to practice on. Um, I think we did a pretty good job of getting out from bottom, even the elite division. Um, I was pretty happy with that. Um, I think uh, the one thing I take away that we need to work on is clearing ties. Um, I like to clear ties to get to two-on-ones. And to get the underhooks from there and to score from there, some of our kids used them. Some of them didn't, right? Just, like, elbowing off and stuff like that. Some of them, especially, like, little kids, like, just when you tie up and they tie up, and I hate to see it, and they just stay in a tie the whole time, and they right. move back and forth like this, and I'm like, it's so frustrating to see. <laughs> it's so frustrating to see. Um. But the scientist aspect of, all right, I saw that. I got to talk to my coaches. I wrote it all down. That's exactly what we did in practice yesterday, man, was clear ties right away. Like, this is what we have to do right away. We cannot have people hang on your head, right, um, at all. Um, and really breaking that stuff down. I think that's the key, dude. Like, and, and plus for us, California is a different beast. Like, So these big national tournaments coming up, a lot of our kids are good enough that they're, they're going to run through their league and make it to Masters to get to state. So let's make all these, because they're going to probably run everybody over, like I said, like in their league. So let's make these corrections now Mm -hmm. So we face these higher level kids or these state placers. Everything we worked on is corrected, at least as closely as possible, right? right? I mean, nobody's perfect, right? But let's try to get these steps down now so we can correct them right away, you know? So... And I think that's I think that's the key. I think that's a scientist aspect of it too. And then also too, like did you eat the right things? Did you have a good warm-up? Um, did you feel good doing three sprints? Or maybe maybe you need to do five sprints instead? Maybe you need to get more rum, like more warm. Um, did you do well with your headphones in, pacing back and forth? Did you do not? Right? Is uh one of your teammates a distraction when you warm up? Do you just need to tell them to walk away so you can focus on your mat? Uh a lot of that, dude. That's that's all I got written down for this whole.
0: And it's, dude. Everyone says this, and, and at the high levels especially, all sports. You can say you call you play MMA. You could say football. You could say basketball. But it is truly the game of inches at the high level. The yep. higher you go, the separation between it's 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 deceiving because the separation between the national champion and the seventh and eighth place finisher at the division one tournament, is not always a bunch of big gaping things. You know, there's, you know, there's, there, there's these little things that separate people, the international level, right? I mean, the David Taylors, the the Yazdani's, I mean, what separates those two is that, that game of inches. And that's probably the hardest thing to explain, I think to athletes or, even athletes in college and and something that I look back on now and say, I didn't recognize, I didn't understand the, 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 the game within the game, right. The, the inches that are within, you know, the, 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 the feet that separate people, but then the inches and then the centimeters that separate people, it is extremely um, difficult. That's when wrestling becomes, um, your, your, your focus, your, um, your intentionality and in what you're doing to get better has to be very pointed, right? You're yeah. trying to win it. You're trying to win a, a Bellator title. You're trying to be the best you can. Um, the, the, the higher up you go, those, those, those details, those small um, pieces, those small separations are, are extremely difficult and they're extremely difficult to close the distance on.
1: Right. It because, is- if there's one word you I wanted to point out details details detail 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 details bro um I had a coach's meeting yesterday talking about details, right it's just um I think reason why we have a good amount of kids is like are we good yes can we coach? yes, right but I think we're really good with the details, right like it's it's a uh, bro, a pep of mine is like when I, <laughs> the coach yells, you gotta get up. Like, you got to get up. And then, like, I'm thinking, like, you don't know he needs to get up in that point. Like, what about his hands? Like, is he, is he flat? Does he need to get a base? Right? It's his yep. hands. you need to defend a two-on-one? Right? Um, does he need to look into the bar so he can defend it? Like, uh, does he have a hat? Does he need to look the other way and peel? Like, it's the details that make a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, it's everything, dude. It's everything. Absolutely everything. Yeah. It, um. Yeah, dude. Like, I think it's so huge. Like, it's... it's uh, Yeah, dude. And I think details helps create inches and miles. (laughs) Like, what kind of details are you getting? Because it's going to help you close the gap a little bit. The details of that is going to help you close the gap a little bit. Did you... Do you need to start your sprint in your matches early and then end it with sprints, right? Or if it's a close match and then you started to sprint at the end, like, well, damn, like, if you would have did that earlier you probably would have got one. You probably would have like put that match away. Right. Like uh, I think that's very huge. Yeah. And
0: I tell people this, maybe we mentioned this on a podcast a couple of times ago. I can't remember, but a lot of times people ask, what's the difference between being the international level versus college versus high school. Right. I did nine years on the international level, dude. I was, um, you know, I traveled to Iran. I traveled to Dagestan and Chechnya and Poland and Ukraine and I was on the World Cup teams and wrestled Olympic champs, world champs, world placer. And the, the difficult thing at every level, right, like high school level, there's levels to that game. But then you That's summit true. that, you get done, you go to college, there's levels in that game. And then the same thing, and it seems like the, 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 the bottom levels, right, like of each level, so to speak, you call it the high school level. There's levels kind of climbing up. You know, it starts big, but as you kind of start to get towards the top of that triangle and you're pushing to become one of the top guys, it it becomes more of a game of chess and checkers. Same thing at the college level. Like it's, it's, you got guys kind of in the lower, lower echelon and then upper echelon. It becomes much more of a, a chess match and a thinking man's game, but then you still got to work hard. And there's, there's this constant balance and flux of like, Hey, I got to grind. I got to work hard, but I also got to be, I got to be, have a high wrestling IQ and, and, Understanding of the sport and positions and mat awareness and 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 uh, referees and this and that and all these
1: things. I dude, how many times have you yelled as a kid, "Look where you're at" when it's, they're on that? Like, look where you're at.
0: I got some great content coming this uh, this this week. What coaches say to athletes after matches? <laughs> hey, hey. No. the difference. The, the difference between between the highest levels that international level and the levers below is the, the the game of chess is so much more intricate and then you've got everybody who's talented who's skilled everybody's working hard that's that that's normal you know but you you I, I don't know if you ever fought somebody but you you'll go I'd go wrestle guys and in practice in, in in Dagestan or Chechnya. and I feel like dude these guys are five six moves ahead of me like I just feel like I really feel like out here on this map that I'm, I'm thoroughly being like taken advantage of because I, you know, <laughs> and, and I would say, I look back and I'm like, dude, that's something I didn't do a great job, but our great wrestlers here in America, you look at the, the Snyders, the Burrows the, you know, the Taylors, the Dakes, you know, the, uh, the Gilmans and these, the, these are guys that like, people don't realize like at that level, you, you have to be thinking, you, you have to have in your mind, just all these different elements. And that's what makes that that level so hard. You know what I mean? And, and I'm sure at the fight level, you could you could say the same thing. You start getting to that upper echelon and, and you're as much as you're training hard, you're you're having to use your mind as well.
1: Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um the funny thing about the chess thing, I told one of my parents about my kid that he's getting so much better. And I told him, like, he leveled up for sure. I'm like, but now we have to. So I said we just gotta use like a little bit of like um wrestling IQ because I'm like you want to wrestle so much that like we gotta slow it down. He's such a great kid. He's one of I love him. I I described it as like hey, like we were playing checkers. Now he's like a king, so he gets to hop. <laughs> it's a hop. He gets to hop over. But you're kind of done playing that game. So now you gotta advance it over. Now we're about to start playing chess. So you have to start being like. There's elevations to that, too, as well. You know? Like, yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's over. Like, dude, like, I... Somebody broke down details of footwork for me, right? Of fighting and wrestling, right? And he goes, like... He goes, like, hey, man, like, when you circle right or left, he goes, like, you don't have to use big dramatic jumps of circling right or left. You take your lead foot and you step over to the left and you just that right there just creates an angle just a little bit. Everybody think it's a huge, like, I'm going to just take a huge step over or, or when they, when they square up and they circle away like that, you don't even need to even really do that. Like if you just step over just slightly to the left over, you create an angle. If you step in, he goes, the guy has to reset. The guy is either going to reset and do you just like that. Right. So like just the details and footwork is, it's just freaking huge. And that's just a chess, and just that, dude. And if you really want to go more advanced, and then it's like faking, then it's using your hands, then it's everything else. There's so much chess in everything, honestly. Yeah.
0: And dude, you're saying that because this is the this is the fans' game. People who watch sports. I don't you. I don't you know. You're a, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not a hockey player. I'm not a football. You know, I I know different things, but it's always easy for the fans to point out like this, 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 and this. But it's the, the, the amount of details that go into professional sports or high-level sports that the the trained eye can't see is incredible. So I play drums. I play a couple different instruments. I always liken it. I'm, I'm, I'm like very raw. I can do the basics on on, on, on drums and, and that's that. But there's, there's things that my ear, because I haven't played all my life, that I, I can see people play. I can comprehend what they're doing, but my ear can't hear it because there's so many details. It just sounds like maybe something really simple, but there's so many different nuances in it. And it's the same thing. You carry that over to sports or any, again, like high level thinking and in, 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 in whatever you might do there. There's details within wrestling that just, uh, unless you have a trained eye and you've been around lots and lots of wrestling and experience, you're not going to see. And that's one thing with, with, helping parents understand and explaining is, Hey, we're, we're just, you're seeing, you're kind of seeing all this, like you're seeing this big picture, right? You're seeing these big things, but I don't know how many times you've told, you know, you've told parents or people, Hey, trust me. Like I've done this, with this I'm going on almost 30 years as a coach, right? Like in the of wrestling and the experience of seeing the ins and outs and the details and, and the, the science and, and the art of all of it. It's unless you have that trained eye and, and you you've been around it. It's it's extremely uh, it's it's hard to see,
1: right, bro? I started at five, right? Like wrestling at five, and then I did karate, and then I did. I've been in combat sports really my whole life, dude. And they told me you did judo as well. Dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like like you've been in combat sports your whole life as well, and then. Not only make it to the higher level, dude. I've been had. I had some of the greatest teammates ever. Like I remember with Dominic Cruz, Phil Davis, Ross Pearson, like Michael Bisping, Tony Ferguson. Um, and you going to the Olympic training center and then also training all these guys at D one. You're also in a room with all these elite guys too, right? Not only you're not. Not only are you feeling it, you're also seeing it too, right? Like okay. it's it's Dude, it it makes a world difference that people just cannot explain, you know. Like, and and um, you can't explain it. Like, you try to break it down to parents, you know. But sometimes I don't think some of them get it as much, probably. But this is, dude, this is our life, bro. <laughs> like, pretty much like this is all we do. This is all we see, you know. Um, when you're getting when you're about to get surgery. Do you want a new surgeon or do you want an old one that's been in the trenches and did some of the best surgery?
0: <laughs> well, you want a pilot that's, that's uh, in, their, in their first month or two or do you want yes. a pilot Exactly. City? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who is who is flying that plane right now? It's a little more bumpier than
1: I thought it was going to be. You know? uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Uh. Uh, you weren't got of surgery you like, know, get the right knee, right? It's not a. That's not a good question. <laughs>
0: well, how, what's that right there? If they're asking that question, that's a big.
1: Oh, question. dude.
0: <laughs> let's let's close them. Let's close them back up. We'll, we'll. I think we. I think we circle back up on this maybe next week. There's no like.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, but, but, dude, just just being there. And just seeing this and just, like, I love breaking down film. I always broke down film when I was coming up, like, and stuff like that. And I do it for our kids. And there's so many details in that, dude. Like, I can see... I can see your hand not hitting the mat. Like, you know, I can see you coming out of your stance. I can see this and that. Or maybe that might just be your style, dude. Like, Nick Soriano doesn't really have his hand on the mat all the time. And he's a two-time national champ as well, right? Like, I just don't know. Like, like what in the details can we break down and just, just, just be in there, dude? Like, it's, it's, it's huge, dude. Just telling the, the parents to just, like, look, trust the process, right? We've been there. We've been through the fire as well. We know how it feels. And a lot of parents don't even know. Just, like, dude, just before you're coming up on the map, nerves, that anxiety and everything, we have been through all of that, dude. Like, in one at those levels as well too. You know, like, I, I think it's really important. I saw
0: a post about, uh, mindset, Mike, we do mindset training, but, you know, Mike's a friend of mine, Mike Moore. And, and he put a post about a couple years ago. Um, you know, he trained for competition, six, eight months do jujitsu competition. I think it was, but there was something really good to that. Right. I've been thinking about that. I did my first jits competition a couple months back and, and for those that don't know, I made a bet with my kids that if they got four All-Americans in Fargo, that I was going to wrestle the Open this year. So I am 100% committed to doing this. Um, I am... <laughs> me, personally, I could never wrestle again and be okay, and, and, I'm, and I'm good, but I made the bet, and I think for my kids, it'll be... They never got to see me do this, and, dude, I have no clue what I'm going to do, how I'm going to go out there and do. I, it's been a couple years, but... Um, my body's healthy and everything. Um, and, and, and I can go out and give it, you know, give it one last go here. Um, but I think it'll be really cool for them. Um, so point being, right. Like point being when you, when, when you're a coach and you're on the edge out there, it's so much easier to yell, do this, do that. Like, that's why I started doing an adult class in the first place was like, for some of the dads that are part of my club, like, Hey. We we want you to help coach and we want you to we don't let we don't have all of them on the mat necessarily coaching, but at tournaments like this, hey, like they can jump in a corner because they, they've kind of been through it a little bit. And hey, when someone has legs in, like, or someone's holding you down, it is hard to get off bottom. It's it so much harder than it looks. It's, like, let me so miserable me and let me or or, uh, or coach Max put legs in on you and and after one minute. Um, tell me how hard it is to stand up. So you know, like, but but it's just it, it's not it's not to like smack, but it's more just out of a genuine teaching. Like, hey, just remember, like, how hard all this stuff is—the nerves, the the lead up, the you know, getting ready for a competition before you step out on the mat. You know, trying to relax, the doing the technique that you've been taught, and 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 all the things you have to manage as an athlete. It's so hard unless you. A, gone through it or, or, or B, gone through it in, in maybe a,
1: a, a different context, so to speak, right? No, for sure. A thousand percent. Um, I think going through it is the key, dude. Um, I I think I am a way better coach because I did go through it. A thousand percent, dude. Um, dude like, I, I had some rocky seas, like speaking of the Catholic situation, you know, and I made it through, so. It's it's really important. It's really important. Uh, yeah, man. Hey, so something we I started doing kind of new. I brought it back. Um, do you ever do? Do you ever make kids captains for tournaments? Captains. Captains. Yes. So
0: we have eight captains. That's a, a bit for our high school. Seven. It's our captain slash leadership group. I talked to you about that last week and we talked in yep. the podcast we're going through. Start with why. Because it's <laughs> like teaching my kids what it means or teaching kids to, what it means to be a leader, be a captain and how to practically apply that and practice that week to week. And we give them homework that they have to do at home, at school, and then they got to do it in the practice room here so that when they go to tournaments, they've been trained how to be a captain, how to be a leader and carry that into all different things. But yes, that is extremely important because, um, it, 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 and we're three years in now, the first two years, I was a little hesitant on how to, who's captains, how you define captains, how do you do this? How do you do that? Because right, there's, you're, you're, you dealing with, you're, you're dealing with a lot of things. Kids get frustrated parents, but, um, that's a great thing, dude. How did that work
1: out for you? It worked out great. Like, um, I brought it back just because, like, we had a lot of kids, right? And just like, I brought it back just because we, we had 60 kids, bro. Like, and it's not just the coaching staff, but like, you also need help of leadership, right? And who wants to do it, right? Uh, Julian, and I made one uh, as a senior, and I made Austin one, who's a junior, who has really uh, been, working his, he's been working his tail off, bro. Like, really has grown leaps and bounds and everything and he's just like, it's like hey you want to be captain and he goes sure I'm like i can do it like you know and uh it, it worked out great man There were such great leaders um they were so good and even at the house just like obviously you have to clean up airbnbs before you leave and i'm back at their arena i'm like hey get those guys up get ready he was like hey guys like we got to get ready we got to go we got to do that like, it worked out so great man it worked out really well exactly
0: what, as a coach, what, what do you do well? What do you, what do you think your strength is as a coach? What do you bring to the game? Uh,
1: definitely, uh, like I said, I'm all about details. Um, the mental aspect as well. Um, making you, I can definitely help make you get a routine as well. As well, like just one of my pay was is like when people just stand there at the mat and just super cold. I'm like, don't do that right? <laughs> Walk back and forth, pace, do something. Um, I think the mental game on top of it, breaking down details of moves, like really breaking stuff down to a science and having their notebook. Um, I think that's what I'm really good. And then also too, I think probably the best, the heart, the heart coach, right? I love to get to know all my students on, on, a, uh, on another level, right? just so like we can go through this journey together and you can trust me to make these tough decisions for you because I have the best interest at heart, you know so those are my strengths for sure
0: well I got that from you brother like but you guys you guys traveled kids to we didn't do that where we would travel the high school kids and we just started last last spring where we traveled them and and got to spend time with them away from from mom and dad and and you get to see who these kids really are and yeah. see the dynamics of them growing together and the relationships you get to build with them um, in those moments. We did the same thing on a smaller scale in North Carolina. We had two kids that traveled with parents and then two youth kids that traveled with, 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 with us coaches. And the dynamic of of seeing um, where we had three kids travel with their parents two travel just with, 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 with the coaches, but to see those kids start to come together and, 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 and build those bonds with each other and get to know them. One of the great things I love, it's great having a big club and, 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 and we're super blessed to have a lot of kids and a lot of people who are part of this and, and I'm only one person. And so I try to always encourage my coaches, we got to get to know our athletes, um, as, as best as possible. And you're just not going to get to know every one of them. Um, we are, we are in, in, in the game, the end game of creating, great people and great athletes so letting our culture do that um but 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 i i I'm with you where getting to know my athletes and being in the trenches with them this past weekend at super 32 it was the first time I coached an athlete since I've been coaching that I felt like I was really really out there on the map like I felt the like warm-up I felt the, the the wins I felt the losses and in Someone said this to me once. As a as a coach, the difference between an athlete and a coach is a coach, or excuse me, an athlete. You feel it really deep when you step out on the mat. You feel the wins, the losses, the nerves, the like all those kind of things that go into it. It it, it hits deeper. Whereas a coach, it's kind of spread out. Where like it's not as the the, the pain you feel or the win you feel or the this or that. It's it's more shallow because you you feel a little bit from each and every kid. Where this right. week we traveled six kids to North Carolina and one high school kid. And, and it was, um, it was incredibly, um, it was, it was humbling, but it was, it was, it was an experience that I just hadn't had as a coach where, man, dude, I walked off the mat when we, when, when, when we, we won. And, and, and I felt like there was, there was a piece of me in there. And, and then, <coughs> we, um, you know, I, 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 I tried to really, I, I take things as a coach too, like, I'm not going to put things, I don't like to put things back on my athletes and say, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Um, I, I take it heavy as a coach, man. I barely slept the night after because you're just thinking about, man, how do I, what did I do as a coach? Where did I miss it, right? You know, where did I, did I not do the right training? Did I not provide the right situations? Did I not do that? Like, um, that's, that's kind of the analytical, the analytical side. But to answer my question back to you, man, as a coach, I, I agree with you, like, that 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 kind of one-on-one presence with kids and ability to kind of bring groups together um it's very hard to do and it takes time but i would say that's one of my strengths as a coach and as a leader is to get you know help people to understand and see the picture and 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 get buy-in into that when you do that you can do pretty
1: special things right yeah man for sure because i we talked about it cuz we <laughs> you called me up yesterday Actually Sunday. No, yeah, no, yesterday. yesterday. And uh I was taking it hard too, because I'm like, damn, we dropped. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What am I what am I doing wrong? Am I not spending enough time one-on-ones? Am I not doing notebooks? Like it, it's what am I doing wrong? Right? But it's uh I mean we'll get it fixed just because your heart's with them so much, you know. Hey, what is your I heard a great definition of a, cur- of a coach that really hit me. Um, it's from David Carr Sr. Um, he said a coach was a Bennett, like way back in the day with the horse and a carriage, right? And that word coach, right, that's when they discovered that it can help take different modes of transportation to get you there. So they kept that word coach, right, for airplanes, buses, <laughs> tour bus, like anything, right? And that word coach is to help get you to a destination, right? That's what coach is, because it help get you to a destination. So what is your goals? I'm going to help get you there. Another, co- another, another thing with coach, with that is you cannot get there by yourself. That's what coach is. When you're riding a bus, you're riding a coach. It will help get you there, but it's with other people, right? So, as a coach, I'm gonna help get you to that destination there as well. Which I thought was a beautiful definition of the world coach. Honestly, that really hit me pretty hard. Well,
0: airlines, you know, how does that work? They got they got coach, they got plus <laughs> economy, economy plus. What, you, what what are they trying to do, bro? <laughs> they
1: got business. They got business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm flying
0: those planes. I'm like, dude, you know what? Like Frontier, by the way, they obviously don't give, this, they, I don't, don't give they don't, give, they don't give that a crap. So I'm just gonna say what everyone else says is like, dude, Frontier, I the only reason I fly them is if I have large groups. If it's just me, it is one hundred percent of the time, zero percent of the time. I don't care the cost. I just
1: not a frontier guy. Well, um, Mm -hmm. we're taking a good group to Iowa and we're going out Southwest. So we're never, the two Frontier flights I bought never worked out. I went and bought a Frontier. It was was at the US Open, dude. I was supposed to go there the night before and then I bought my ticket, 45 bucks,
0: (laughs) 45 bucks.
1: I go to the airport and they're like, yeah, we don't have enough seats. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I bought my ticket. He's like, yeah, we don't have enough seats. So I went back to the house and woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and started my drive to Vegas to coach somebody at the U.S. Open.
0: Oh, I remember uh, the stand you got there and you warmed my guy up right away. You're, you're a <laughs> really I was so sick at the U.S. Open. I got a sinus infection the day before, and I was, I was dying. Every day I was just trying to, like, I would literally drink NyQuil, uh, before I earned day quill, not night because I'd be sleeping, but day quill at the tournament, I would go uh go coach a match and I'd lay down, put my phone next to my ear for alerts. Someone would come up, I'd go lay down. Oh, dude, that was a that was a rough go with it. I was I was hurting, but I appreciate you doing that. You took care of my guy.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> of course, man. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. But yeah, dude, like freaking uh I love Southwest. I like Southwest because I don't have like I mean, they do have groups, but they don't have side seating so we can put all my group, all my kids in one group and just go find seats find each other. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Back to your back to your point about being a coach, dude. I want to I want to settle on that a little bit. Those are some great great quotes. You know, re- repeat the
1: one that that David Carr said again. So, a coach is supposed to the reason why you're going on a coach is so you can get to a destination, yep. right? But you cannot go on a destination by yourself because somebody has to, there's a pilot or a driver on the coach, it's your coach, right? So there's no way you can get there. So our job is to, as a coach, is to help get you to your dreams and goals and your destination and to be there with you that's the ultimate goal. Like, so like I, I, that one, I'm a big, I'm a very big words guy, uh, and stuff like that. Um, and that one really hit my soul. I'm like, damn, like that, that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I, uh, that one hit me really hard. Like that's, that's, that's what we live for. And that's probably why we do what we do, right. Is to help get these kids and their goals to help get them there. And that's a great definition of a coach and how you described it.
0: And brother, the, the, the community aspect, I, I like how you're talking about that. You can't do, we, we, we think we can do things on our own, but it requires other people who are involved in the journey. No man, old, old saying, no, no man is an island unto himself. We need the support of others, teammates, coaches, parents, athletes, friends, whatever it is. And that's something that I learned from the time I was in, in high school uh, through church and, and and the importance of having good leaders and good friends around and the impact that that can have on the decisions that are made day to day and and then going into college and 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 doing that there and then and then being around Coach Slay all the years of uh, training on the Olympic level is, is always talked about the importance of community you know one of the values of, of I was with the Pennsylvania RTC before this and you know, training full time, trying to make the Olympic team and all that. And one of their values is, is community matters. And, um, wait, that's not PRTC. That's, uh, that's Penn. <laughs> that's Penn. That's that's uh, one of the core values of, of Penn, but I love that as a value because that that's one of my like, why's I, I texted a long thing to my parents and, and coaches in and our group chat yesterday about just the importance of, Hey, we're all in this together. Athletes, parents, Coaches, we're in community, going through this together, and I think sometimes, I think involving parents and involving those who are part of this this is their journey too. Where every tournament, every competition is an opportunity to to grow and develop and become the best version of yourselves, right? Because you're never on—we should never be on autopilot as people. I, I'm not a parent, but I, but I, I would I would probably venture to say that you're never really able to just sit on and be autopilot. But yeah, well you know, little, little Abe's four years old now. I think, I think he's going to be, he's going to be good. I can kind of set back, you know, or like 18 years old, you know, I, I'm just guessing, right. You're still having some kind of impact in, in maybe not as much hands-on or micromanaging, but, but little things along the way. And same thing as, as coach and same thing as athlete is there there's like, there, there's this growth process um, that, that requires us to, to examine ourselves and, continue to strive to be that, the, the, get to the next best place. I think that's one of my favorite phrases. Like I've taken a, taken a, away from my years of competing, coaching, being around people is, is get to that next best place as a parent, as a coach, as an athlete, right? As a son, as a daughter, as a friend, as a, as a neighbor, what's that next best place, that next best version of yourself um, and creating culture around that, that when my parents come to this restroom, yeah, right now they're not they're not in the restroom because we're doing all this, and they're outside. But, um, you know, how can the conversations and things that, that that you have help help you become the next version of yourself, right? Or our athletes, or even our coaching staff, you know? Um, so it's it's a it's it's a community thing. It takes it takes lots and lots of people to achieve um to achieve great things in this world, yeah, right? Dude.
1: Absolutely, dude. Like, it's, um, when I told you about our kids hanging out, but how many times, and it's probably a lot, when we're going to tournaments, how many parents take another kid to the tournament because mom and dad has to work so they can provide, right? Yeah. Or, hey, we can't leave on this day because we got to work, but we can make it the next day. How many parents have took other parents' kids, right, and watch after them? That's a lot, dude. That's the, that's the word community, dude. And, and, and the beautiful thing that I love, and it's simple, it's really simple. People might not think it's anything, but it means the world to me. To have other teammates on other mats watch each other. Dude. Right? And they kind of form up on the mat. At Free Show, we had that a lot, as hectic as it was, right? When it kind of slowed down, just them just taking a knee on the mat and watching their other teammates on the mat. There's power in numbers. Right. And there's a lot of support. Like that means the world to me. Dude, 100%.
0: And family backgrounds. I'm half Italian. I'm half Filipino. I probably have some other stuff in there that I should figure out. <laughs> there. But two very strong family uh, oriented cultures. Right. Close knit family. Um, and, and that's that's valuable to me. I know me as a competitor one of the things I struggle with on the international level, was just having that closest of like brotherhood where I, me, I, I always want to fight for somebody else. Right. Like that. I get, I get a lot of energy off of like, man, I'm fighting. I'm like fighting for this person. I'm fighting for the team. I'm fighting for the family. Right. Like, and, uh, that, that's such an, it's, it's such an important value to me, but something that I really try to reflect in, in in our, our gym and our culture is, is, is that, and it takes time to build. You don't, you know, family and, and culture and dynamics, those take years and years of intentionality to build. But that's the thing, again, going back to what we said at the beginning, our conversation was, dude, I, I, our, like our kids having that connection and, and just the years, years to come and traveling, we're going to do together to similar tournaments where um, that bond and that community is built. Dude, it's, it's, it's so valuable. And what kids, dude, what kids can do when like, I've seen some of my kids that have overperformed in, in matches, because their teammates were right there, and they were cheering them on and and they were hyping each other up and we got we got a bunch of high school kids talking about Greco and freestyle, like bomb squad. They created a whole Instagram and it was like, bomb like every time someone would get bombed, they're like they're celebrating and having fun. And, and like, but bro, like, it's crazy like the energy sometimes I think wrestling is a little too proper where if we were more like football players. Like football is so dynamic in the sense of like they they finish up a, a good lift and like dude it's hype bro sometimes stuff no. they, they say before practice it's hype like people get going <laughs> we're wrestling we always come in it's like all right we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna work hard today we're we're gonna get after it we're gonna this and then it's like all right let's go you know maybe maybe that's maybe that's my coaching but
1: yeah, but uh, one I got one that was uh, that was really good was after. After day one, I think we sat at third, right? And my kids, you know him very well, Kai.
0: Kai. <laughs> hey, I'm a man, bro. He still got that, he, does, he has that picture of me somewhere still. <laughs> I'm Kai, you listen to this. I'm coming for you, brother. <laughs> that's, that's that's borderline blackmail.
1: <laughs> Kai, Kai's that clacking this right now, right? His little brother's Ricky, and he texts me late last night. I was sleeping. I woke up to text. He goes, "He goes, hey coach. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes, hey, we finished third. Way to go, coach? Like, hey, let's try to bring it home today. Like, all our college kids were like watching Flow in their dorm rooms, just still cheering on their old team and teammates and stuff like that. That's that's special as well. You know, that one's really cool." Dude, was it is it Ricky or Kai that has the picture? It's Kai. All
0: right. Well we're gonna settle this up. Ricky I'm does not have a- this. I don't I, I still got I still got a little bit of fire left in me, so we'll settle this up. <laughs> but dude, liking, I liken – I'm going maybe this this is a thought I'd like to close with on my end. I don't know about you, but coaching and, and getting to that second day and that third day. So I used to live in Colorado and and there was this thing there called 14ers, and I can't remember how many there were. There was We'll just call it 50. There's somewhere in that range. And that was something that like people, like that was a whole culture unto itself. Like, oh, how many 14ers have you done? I've done 30. How many 14ers? Like I've done 25. I was like, yeah, I've only done three. But it, it was it was something that people did for fun. And they were hard. Some of them were harder than others. You'd start at, you know, different elevations. Some of them you would start at 6,000 elevation. Then you would, you would go all the way up to these 14ers. But there's a certain point when you're going up, you get above tree line and you're basically... You're, you're, you're out in the open, all right? So you've got, you know, sometimes it's grass, sometimes it's rocks. The, the trails are a little harder to see. You're, you're, you're tired. You've been on the mountain a while. Elevation's high. Um, and a lot of times you're working against weather and elements because they, they tell you, you got to start really early when you start hiking these 14ers because if those thunderstorms roll in in the afternoons and you're up in, in, in the open, uh, you're, you're above tree line, you're, you're, you're screwed, so to speak, right? Like you got to get down. But the, the couple of times I did 14ers, dude, the most difficult part, easy part was like kind of going through the trees and and like the the, the all that. But then you kind of get above treeline, and and it, it becomes a little more gritty. Like it's a little more like you got to stop a little more. You gotta you gotta be a little more thoughtful about what you're doing. And and you're, you're, there, there's one climb I remember where you're going you're going up and you're just it, it, you can't really read it, but there there there's there's a trail, but it's hard to see, and you're going up these big rocks, and 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 you're you're, you're whatnot, you know, and, and and you're having to just kind of manage through this. So my point is with it, it is you kind of get above treeline. I liken that to like the second day of tournaments, third day of tournaments, where your your focus as the days go on, like you got to become more and more um, in 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 uh, in focus on the details, in fo- you relying on your training relying on those really like hard things that you've been through. Right. And so the the level of focus it requires about treeline is the same way that second and third day tournaments is where you have to be, um, you've got to make sure you've done your preparation, right. You've got to make sure that all the things you did on the front end, not three weeks ago, but you did seven, eight months ago. Right. I tell Manny, my athlete, I just brought back from, (coughs) look, your training doesn't start in three months from now or six months from now or whatever, like, for next year, like what you do right now today on, or tomorrow on Monday is going to lay track for what you're going to do next year. And, and that's what is going is to bring you through that, that wall that we hit. We went forward two, two years in a row, right? Um, how are you going to break through or any other athlete for, for, for that matter who's had that, that, that wall that they hit? So, um, but, but this goes back to our, our details thing, right? The details of when you get above tree line, the details of when you get to second and third day can you stay focused long enough on those on those things that you've you've been trained to do and stay focused on the details on the second and third day and not think about you know the end game you're taking care of what's right in front of you what's right in the moment what you can manage um and and so those i mean those are my final thoughts as, as a coach but 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 what about you man you, you went through it this weekend second third day like Uh, Well, there wasn't a third day, but second day, you you said it was, you guys were in the fight, but then it, it, two years in a row now where it kind of fell off and and you're really chasing, um, you're, you're chasing that, uh, that championship.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's, uh, really important. What, so what is the thing you say? Community is important, right?
0: Community matters, dude. Community Community matters. I love that. It takes a, it, it, cliche. It takes a village (laughs) to achieve something great.
1: No, a thousand percent. Um, I think uh, building a good culture, um, building a good community um, makes me a better leader to be a better coach as well. So um, I think that's huge. I think I, it's very huge. Uh, and I think our kids show a lot of effort and it's really easy to coach, right? Them, like honestly. Um yeah dude. And, I, and it's just like it's it's what uh David Carr said uh, that I'm gonna start using it from now on. My job is just to help you get you to your destination yeah get the next
0: the get to the next best place
1: yes, right? that's right <laughs> you
0: know, focusing on that uh we were talking about the second day, the second day and be liking it to a uh being like a uh uh climbing a fourteener in Colorado, right so right being in the details, focusing on the, focusing on what's in the moment, focusing on what's, what's right in front of you. And then relying on the community and the culture and the people around you to help um, get you to that next best place. So for that, this is the first shot podcast. (laughs) It was your boy, Chase, Pammy, (laughs) and Ian Silverback Butler. Yeah. (laughs) Have a great week.